You're a successful business owner or entrepreneur. You love it, but it consumes your entire day and sometimes your entire night. This is the Seven Figure Builder Show. It's a backstage pass to the minds of those who've already cracked the code. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. And now your host, Julie Baranek. Welcome to the Seven Figure Builder Show. My name is Julie Baranek, founder of Seven Figure Builder, where we help high achieving CEOs connect the dots in their business to scale to seven figures and beyond. And I'm here today with my friend, Lily Petrescu, and I'm not pronouncing it right, so please do say it for me. (laughs) Welcome, Lily. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So first and foremost, where in the world are you? I'm in London, and I'm a book publisher. I create books that transform the world that will elevate your brand and help you to get book to speak on more stages worldwide. I love it. And you know, there's a a select few that have published books, right? And it's critical for their their careers, like it's really helped them. But what you mentioned about being on stages, which I think is huge. So how does having a book and publishing a book open doors for you? So I came to London to work as an au pair with 100 euros in my pocket. And eight years later, I published my first book. And from that moment, I noticed how I became an author and I started attracting more opportunities. And I was offered a job to manage a property business. And then I wrote a book that was from my partner that he also had an English school. And we managed to published this book that doubled the prices of the courses that we were offering in that school. So I very early on noticed the power of a book to grow your business. And then from then on, I decided I wanted to speak internationally. So I published this book called Peak Performance Sales, where I talked about the power of being really open in business and the power of sales, the power of you know being helpful in business, and also how publishing a book opened more opportunities for the property business. And then I started speaking internationally about that. And what I noticed was that from the moment I published a book, it kind of led to kind of like a job and then to, you know, doubling the prices of courses we were offering and closing more deals in the property business. And so it can really have such a magical transformation on your business. And when you write a book that is about something that your clients are wanting to know about, if they, if you write a book about a solution for a pain they have that is a really big pain, then what happens is that you, let's say you publish it, and then a person starts inviting you to speak on a podcast. And then from this podcast, it kind of snowballs into a lot more podcasts. And then if you're very interesting you kind of get booked to speak on one stage. And if you're really good there, then you kind of speak on more stages. And even if you are boring, you can still get invited on more, you know, more opportunities because what happens is that people care about a particular topic. And, you know, if you're very good, then you get invited in, you know, to a lot more places really quickly. If you're boring and you still have a great topic, you could still get invited to a lot of places because people want to know about that topic. And then it kind of like snowballs from there. And you're just like all of a sudden everywhere. It's amazing. And I think what I'm hearing is the bottom line is people take you more seriously. And it really opens up more doors for you when you have that book and you are a published author. Does that sound right? Yes. 
And the key thing is not just writing and publishing a book, any sort of book, because I think a lot of entrepreneurs come to me and they say, I want to write my story. Because I think a lot of people hit, you know, 40 something or 50 and they're thinking, you know what, I have enough experiences to write my story. And I want people to know how I overcame obstacles and stuff like that. And that's a very valid point. Like a lot of people want to tell their story, but you know, how many people care about your story? Now, a lot of people could care about your story if you turn it into a how to do something, how to business book. So for example, let's say you're a property entrepreneur, then you could do a property book, how to invest in property or, you know, how to invest in property with no money down. Or let's say you're doing insurance, how to, I don't know, do something in insurance, how to save money on insurance or whatever it is that you want to teach. And inside that book, you can put your stories of how that became true for you and the system that you used in order to make it happen. And because this is a system that you created yourself, then uh, it becomes more valuable for people than just telling your story. And that's what I would recommend. Doing a, doing a book that is more than your story, that it, it combines your story with something very useful that people are searching for. And when you do it like that, especially when you have something that a lot of people are searching, then it works a lot better. I'll give you an example. Many years ago, I wrote this book, English from Zero to Hero. Okay, learn English fast. And I created this channel. I mean, I only put one video on it. It had 20 seconds on it. And it was called Learn English Fast. And that video, uh, and I think I only have like two videos on that channel. And I lost control of that channel because I forgot my password. But that video got me like 2,200 subscribers. Wow. Okay, And I didn't even tell people to subscribe. Point of the story is when you have something that millions of people you know, at least thousands of people are searching for, then people come to you because you have the right topic. And it's kind of the same with the YouTube channel as with a book. You know, you need something that people are dying to search for. So for example, right now, I happen to know there are 2 million people per month looking for information on AI. So if you were to write a book about AI, I think it could sell very well because there are 2 million people in the UK only searching for this. So if you know about this topic, then it would be a really great topic to write about. Now, weight loss, again, it's a great topic all the time because we all want to look great all the time. Property, for example, is a great topic as well all the time. Marketing is a great topic all the time. Lead generation, for example, your own topic is a fantastic topic because people are always searching for that and they're dying for leads. So I'm sure you already know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. There's some topics that will always be, you can say hot sellers, but there are also, you know, different currents. You can say there's new stuff that come up all the time and you need to like ride the curve, you know, like you need to be kind of like ready to learn something faster than anyone and then to teach everyone else. And then you can really leverage that to your advantage and make some money and uh, also impact the world in the process because with you, you know, learning something quickly and then being able to teach other people in a simple way then you're making money, they're learning win-win. Absolutely. No, and I think you you hit on some amazing points there, but you want something that people care about and that it, it enriches their life and makes their life better. And not just your autobiography. Like, yes, people love stories, but your autobiography may not be quite as rich or enthralling if it doesn't actually change somebody's life and give them a transformation. 
So how would you recommend for people to come up with those topics? I mean, you gave us some great ones, which are awesome, but where can people look if they're trying to figure out what to write their book about? Very good question. First, it should be something you know a lot about. And I mean, there are also people who don't know anything about a topic and they find someone else who does, and then they hire that person and they can, you know, get that person to write about the topic and then put the name, you know, their own name there. I mean, that could be a good strategy. But I think if you want to be known for something, ideally be known for something that you know a lot about. It shouldn't just be something random you have no idea about because, I mean, you could still make money off that. Like I met the other day, this guy, and um, he did, he said he sold like 100,000 books on history and the culture of India, right? And there's a high demand for that because people are dying to hear about that. And is he an expert in that? I doubt it. And he still hired a team of ghost, ghost writers and he made, you know, a lot of money doing that. So this is a strategy. It's a perfectly good strategy. Now, I'm not focusing on that, although you could do that. I focus mainly on people who want to be well known for a particular thing to elevate their brand and use the book as a way to elevate their brand so they can be famous, so that they can make a bigger impact in their niche. So if you want to do it like that, then I suggest you do something that you know a lot about, you either have a you know strong passion for, and you look at what is their demand for this product? You know, so you could look at a keyword planner, for example, in Google to see how many people per month are searching for this. If you find that there's a high demand for that, then that could be a clue that you could write about that. It doesn't matter that there are still, you know, hundreds of books on that. For example, there are lots of people come, coming to me and say, well, there's a lot of books that have been written on this topic already. Now, does that mean you shouldn't write that as well? No, you can still write about that if you have a new angle, if you have a new way of, you know, doing something. So for example, there's a lot of weight loss books, okay? But for example, I'm on a weight loss journey right now, like I'm trying to lose weight. And I know that when I do manage to lose the weight, I could probably write something around um, a, a diet that doesn't require any diet, you know? So it's just based on de-stressing herself, for example, right? So that's just a new tweak on an existing, highly desirable topic, which is weight loss. So you could come up with something that is already working, something that already has high demand. Weight loss is always going to have high demand, regardless of where we are, because people will always want to look good, you know, and wealth producing strategies, property investing, there's strategies that will always be good strategies. So look at what you know, make a list of those things, and then look in Google Keyword Planner to see how many people are searching for that. And then there's a tool called Title Generator. Okay, it's www.title-generator.com. And you could use that as a strategy to give you some ideas of the kind of titles you can use. Now, this is not what I use, okay? I have used it recently, and it does give you like 300 titles for a particular topic, but I do find a lot of them are too long. You could also use ChatGPT, of course, to give you a series of titles. And to narrow it down, you could say, for example, write down uh, three word titles, right? So you narrow down because otherwise you could come up with really, really long titles and you don't want that. And I suggest making the title relatively concise. 
not too long because the longer the title is, the bigger the likelihood people will not remember it. So if it's a one word title, it's best, two word, second best, and three word, fourth best, and so on, you know, third best and so on. So the longer it is, the less likely it is people will remember it. So, you know, make it as punchy, as short as possible, if you can. So you can use the title generator as a as a way to find some keywords. But what I usually do is I go to Amazon and I look for the keywords. So let's say the keyword is property or property investing, or let's say weight loss, or I know insurance or whatever your topic is, cryptocurrency. And then I look at the kind of books that I like. I look at the kind of books that have been written on the topic and the covers they have and so on. And then I select the best ones. And then I look at the keywords that I like. And then I create my own combination of the keyword that I like. And then maybe I'll come up with a new one, a new variation of it. And then I am intuitive as well. So what happens is that when I get close to a title that I believe will work, I get tingles in my my, um, wrist as well. So you might not believe in this, you know, spiritual stuff, but for me, I I feel guided. So I I feel that, you know, whenever I get a good title, then I'm like, yes, I know this is going to work. Awesome. And what is that process? I mean, you gave us some great first steps, but people may be thinking, oh, that sounds like such a long, hard process to write a book. How am I going to write it? You know, what does that look like? So what would you recommend to people and, and what are those steps that they would go through? Very good question. So you could actually do a book even in, I don't know, you can even do it in a week. Okay. You could do it even in, in, in a weekend if you wanted to go absolutely crazy and be super <laughs> focused. So the, the process to make this very fast is to create an outline. So once you have your title, I think it's important to create, okay, what kind of topics am I going to include in this book? So let's say you want to come up with 10 chapters. Then you'll come up with, let's say, 10 topics. And ideally, these 10 topics should be in line with the system that you would use with a client that you're coaching. So let's say if you were doing a lead generation book, what I would do is I would come up with, I don't know, eight steps, 10 steps, five steps, however many steps it would take for a client to go from A to Z in your desired you know, outcome. So then I would come up with ideally a very good name for that system. And this system could be an acronym of certain steps. So let's say it could be called, I don't know, the SMART system or the SPEEDY system or, you know, something that would be an acronym of certain steps that the client would have to take in order to get to the desired result. And if you were to do it like that, then it's more memorable. You could also turn it into an alliteration. So that would mean, for example, choosing some steps that would all start with the letter A, for example. You know, the, and then you could call it the 5A system or the, you know, you could be um, inventive, you know, you could be creative with the steps that would, that people would need to take. And if you find that none of the, two, the first two um, strategies work, You could also choose some words, ideally just a one word for every step. So maybe for the lead generation step, you could say step one, clarity. Step two, let's say target market. Okay, maybe you could call it just market, make it just one word. So you would know your your steps better than me, but you get the idea. Ideally, give every part of the process a word. And once you've done that, 
you have, let's say, a series of 10 steps, let's say, and now develop from those words, turn them into attractive titles. So for example, let's say if your first step was clarity, then you would say, clarify your message, maybe. Okay. And maybe step two could be discover your target market, right? So you would turn those keywords into attractive titles. And once you've done that, maybe come up with three different ideas inside each one and then develop those ideas. And when you develop those ideas, if you create first the outline, then you are not going to have so much editing to do. And this is the easiest thing because the hardest thing is actually to have that outline and make sure that you have that outline in the right order. And if you do, once you have written it, then you should be like flying writing the whole thing because you know it. And I think it's important to use storytelling and story selling. What I mean by that is that share with your audience how you have helped other clients to get to a particular result. And in the process, in a way, you are selling yourself. You're selling your own strategies and your own skills and the fact that they should be hiring you. But you're also telling them how to do something. And because you are, they're learning in the process. They're learning from the case study. They're learning from you. And they're learning they should be hiring you, right? They're learning the three key things. And it's quite important as well that your book becomes a lead magnet for something bigger. So let's say you have a lead generation, I don't know, done for you service. Then I would create, let's say, the lead generation book. And inside it, let's say at the back, I would put also, you know, like an advertisement for your lead generation service or your lead generation webinar or something that would get them from the page onto your database so that later on they could maybe get immediate value. Okay, they got immediate value from the reading the book and then they could get immediate value from watching the webinar or something else they're learning. And then they're thinking, wow, this lady is amazing. I need a lot more of this. So (laughs) they will be incentivized to reach out and say, okay, I want to buy this other thing that you have, you know, because it's all about, in a way, drip feeding. You know, you're giving them a little bit, a little taster, and because they love it so much, they're like, wow, I want more. I want even more. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so how do you recommend getting the word out then? Like, what is that publishing process and like actually getting a tangible book out? Hey, real quick, it's Julie. I just wanted to say thank you for listening every week. I absolutely adore you and so appreciate your time and your commitment to the show. And I truly love creating free content for you to grow your podcast and your business. And if you want to take our relationship to the next level, I know I would. Or you just want to monetize your podcast without ads or sponsorship, hop into my free web class that'll show exactly how. Just go to sevenfigurepodcastbuilder.com slash monetize and I will see you there. Now back to the conversation. Okay, so once you have, you can say that outline, and then once you have that, you know, that entire thing written, what I usually recommend is, for example, for people that work with me, I prefer if they come to me when they don't have anything, because I prefer to give them my template 
because I have a template, for example, for how to write your bio, a template for the disclaimer, a template for how to write your introduction, a template for every single part of the book. Because I don't want you to like give me a bio and then it completely sucks. You know, (laughs) it needs to be good because I want to elevate you from top to bottom. And also a, a a big thing that you can say no publishers that I know do, okay, is that I add the personal styling part and the personal branding part, right? So let's say a lot of people don't know what their personal brand, you know, colors should be, and they don't know what colors suit them. So what I do before I take the photo shoot for the cover, and that's another thing that most publishers don't do, is that I advise them what colors they should wear. And I go with them where it's possible to the photo shoot so they can take the most aligned photo that is a, is a, a photo that expresses the message that they really want to dis- deliver in that book. You know, so it needs to express that kindness and, you know, a, a, an image really can can tell so many things, right? In one image, you can tell so many things in one image. And that's the whole idea is choosing the right picture that will do that that is aligned with your title, that is aligned with your message, that is aligned with the kind of thing that you want to say. It's not just a random picture. It's a lot more than that. So for example, a lot of people come to me and they're wearing black because they're comfortable wearing black because they want to blend in. And I think you should stand out. You should stand out with your own brand. You should stand out with your own colors. And that's why for example, I worked with some women and they were wearing black and I went out and I bought them a jacket or many times I even lent them my own you know, jackets or my own suits and jewelry and watches and things like that because I want them to look upgraded. You know, and once they see that, they'll be like, okay, I'll go in and I, bu- I can buy something like this because now they see the impact of, wow, I look incredible. And when you feel like you look incredible, then you have a higher level of confidence. And because you have that, you attract a different kind of audience that now sees you as this new persona. Even people that have been in your social media network for a long time that have never noticed you for anything that you do. And all of a sudden you publish your book and they're like, wow, I can't believe that you look like this now. (laughs) Because, you know, publishing is, and, you know, Doing it in this way just brings a lot more results and it helps you to upgrade your confidence and your image. And then if you can put that on social media, then it helps you to attract a different kind of client as well, right? So what happens is that once, let's say we do that, we do the personal styling part, the personal brand, and then we, you know, we, we do the book through the template thing. So you have two options. You can have it done with a ghostwriter that I can provide, or I can coach you to actually create the book based on the template. And that takes about 12 hours. Okay. And after that, we get the book published and we can make it a bestseller. And then from then on, I organize a lot of events online and in person. And if you were to speak even at one event, what happens is that my own network will start to see that I endorsed you. And because of that, they will start inviting you at other events. And then from then on, because I understand what you do, then I'm able to refer you a lot more clients. And because of that, a lot of my authors do business amongst themselves as well. And, you know, they invite themselves to speak in multiple countries as well. So in the beginning, when I was working with housewives, for example, and they had nothing, 
They had no money. They had like nothing. They had no business experience. And even they managed to speak in front of more than 10,000 people worldwide and sometimes even find a husband. So I know if you're a business person that's listening to this, I know what's possible for you. Because if you have something to sell, it's easy for me to sell you. And it's easy to kind of collaborate with the other authors because it was easy for me to do it even for housewives. Yeah, that's so awesome. And it's so important too to just surround yourself with the right network and having those connections and just building, you know, elevating yourself that way and just the company that you keep. So yeah, no, that's absolutely incredible. And how would you encourage business owners to have fun through this process? Like I always look for ways that they can have fun in their business, but you know, it can be overwhelming to write a book or it can feel overwhelming from the outside to write a book. How can it be a fun process for them? I think it's not overwhelming because a lot of the overwhelming part is done by me and my team. So it's like we do the cover. We just have like a short discussion of, okay, what the color should be. You can, you know, the book, the entire book can be written by a ghostwriter. The book is published by my team as well. And then when you start speaking, again, it doesn't involve that much of your time. So it's not overwhelming. That's the whole idea. It's a relatively simple process that takes very little time. And that's the idea to kind of free up your time so you can do a lot more of what you like. And how can I make it fun? I think that I'm fun, you know, (laughs) like I'm very fun without modesty. I'm very, very, very fun. And I'm a funny introvert, okay? Which means that I'm funny and nobody knows about it, or at least not many people know about it. And um, and I think that's the fun part as well. It's like, for example, when we do the photo shoot, I play music because I play music. It feels a bit like you're in a club dancing and it's those pictures that will end up being the best because you're having fun in the process. And then when you're selecting your topics, again, it's a fun process because I'm serious and committed to your success. But at the same time, I implement fun in absolutely everything that I do because I don't know how to be otherwise. Yeah, well, it just makes it that much more enjoyable. And, you know, then you get to the end result and you're having fun along the way. Yeah. You've accomplished a ton in your career and the books that you've published, the people you've worked with, but how do you define success? What does that look like for you? I think it's so hard to answer this question because I'm a perfectionist. So you can say that I feel that whatever I do, it feels like it's never enough, you know, and I haven't managed to kind of like overcome this because I come from a very competitive family. And I like competition, you know, but uh, the downside is that I can never feel like I've done enough, you know? So even for my clients, like I always bend over backwards because I just want to make sure that everything is working, not only to plan, but it's over delivered. So how do I define success? Really, it's a series of stepping stones, you know, and what I do manage to do, however, is to enjoy the little things. And I think that is important to really enjoy the little things. Because when you do, you realize that success doesn't mean only celebrating the stuff that happens at the end. Like let's say when your book is published, or when you made, I don't know, however much money you want to make. 
But success is the little things. So when you hire, you know, a team member that will be helping you to, you know, take away 40 hours of your working week and they can do that. Or it's a series of little things when you close the particular deal, you know, what I find is that I can celebrate just being alive and that's success to me. You know, doing little things like even having my morning coffee and having the freedom to do that. And actually, now that I think about it, success to me is also daring you as an entrepreneur to have the rich lifestyle that is the rich style lifestyle that is yours. So, for example, my rich lifestyle is different compared to yours. So mine means that I don't have to wake up at a certain time. I don't have to set my alarm most of the, most days. I can like take a walk in the park and I can do my work in the park and anytime I can do that. If I want to work from 4 p.m. until 11 p.m. at night or whenever I want to work, as long as I do the stuff that I promise to do, then it's okay. And that it's that is what it means to me to to be successful. It's to have the rich lifestyle on my terms. And at the moment, I believe that I'm like one of the top 1% of the 1%. And I don't mean to say that I am a billionaire or anything like that, or even multimillionaire, I'm not. But I have the kind of lifestyle that I would say millions of people would desire to have, you know? So like I live in this place with a pool and I can wake up at any time and I have a lot of fun and I work with people that I like. And I work with inspirational people and I, you know, I have a lot of fun in the process. And that is what it means to me to be successful. And to you, it could mean something different. It could mean, you know, living in the middle of the woods and, you know, so as long as you make it work for you, then this is great. Yeah. No, and that's why I love asking it because it's so different for every person. You know, their definition of success generally falls in the same vein of having that freedom and the flexibility of whatever it looks like to them, but it always looks different for everybody. So I absolutely love that. So you've got Mm -hmm. a ton in the works and, you know, business is growing like crazy, but what can people expect from you next? So I'm currently collaborating with a celebrity and she helped many authors to sell in total 200 million books. And we have a program together where we're helping entrepreneurs to get published uh, and to have a chapter in a book with her and me. So if you want to be part of that, then it's possible. And I want to impact 100 million people to be happier, to go after what they want, to share their stories in books that transform the world. And I want to do a music video and uh, some sort of documentary for Netflix or Amazon that will impact 100 million people, that will inspire people that they should dare to be themselves and to tell their stories. And if you want to be part of that, then if you have an idea, if you have, you know, skills and expertise that you believe can change the world, or if you simply want to share something to the world, I know that I'm the right person. As long as you want to do this for the benefit of humankind, then I'm the right person. I know that there are, you know, thousands of publishers, but I know at the same time that there are not that many people that are like me that will support you in the way that I will, because I'm like a mother to all my authors and every author to me is very important. And I know your story and I know I can support you 
in a very good way. So if you're interested in publishing your own book, I'm your girl. I love it. And where can they find you online? How can they come support you and have you help them out? You can contact me at hello at lily.global, which is written L-I-L-Y dot global. Or you can find me with my name, Lily Patrascu, in all social media, on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. And I have a brand new account on TikTok. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll have all the links below so people can come check them out. And if you had the attention of the whole world for five minutes, what would you tell them? I would say it's your time now to share your message and to have a bigger impact. That's what I would say. I love it. That is awesome. Well, thank you, Lily, for being on today. This was a lot of fun. I love having you on today. Thank you. Very welcome. And if you found value in this episode, please do share it. That's how people find us. And definitely come check out Lily and all of her amazing things. She can help you with your publishing. And you can find me at sevenfigurebuilder.com. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. You've been listening to the Seven Figure Builder Show with Julie Baronick. Julie cut her teeth consulting for Fortune 500 companies worldwide. And now she's redirected that knowledge and power to support entrepreneurs like you. She focuses on relationship-based lead generation and the magic of podcasting. If you're looking to elevate your business through storytelling, branding, and efficient systems, well, you found your new home. It's what we do. If you enjoyed the show and got something from it, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, find us on Instagram at 7 Builder. Find the website at 7figurebuilder.com. And to learn how to automate your podcast with Julie, find that site at 7figurepodcastbuilder.com. See you next time on the 7 Figure Builder Show.